You are listening to Critical Mass, coast-to-coast radio show, a national business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Hello and welcome to Critical Mass Coast to Coast Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. This business talk show airs live on Tuesdays and Wednesdays at 4 p.m. and Thursdays at our special time of 3 p.m. All of our shows can be heard live exclusively on Internet Radio Station OCTalkRadio.net, spanning the globe with our message of the power of peer learning. If you're listening to this show as a podcast, we encourage you to consider listening live during our broadcast times. Critical Mass Coast to Coast Radio Show is brought to you through a partnership of Critical Mass for Business with Renaissance Executive Forums, business leaders and owners in select markets across North America. Renaissance Executive Forums is an international organization committed to helping members take their businesses to the next level. If you'd like to learn more about Executive Forums, visit their website, executiveforums.com. This show is brought to you by our advertising sponsors, Brandman University, Center Club, Decision Toolbox, NBN Design, Smart Business Magazine, SNH Rubber, Succession Strategies, Tone Software, and UPS Protection. The goal for this show is to help you, our listing audience of CEOs running middle market firms, to improve your decision-making skills. We have two guests on today's show. Our first guest in the first two segments is Michael Jones. He is the chairman and chief investment officer for Riverfront Investment Group. Michael, welcome to the program. Thanks, Rick. Great to be here. It's good to have you here, and I want to thank Joe Carey, who is our Renaissance Executive Forum's business partner in Richmond, Virginia, for bringing you, Michael, and your firm, Riverfront Investment Groups, to our attention. Let's start very simply by asking you to share a little bit about your professional background. Well, I hate to confess it, but I have been a professional investor for nearly 30 years, so I'm getting up there in age. I, uh, I started way back in the, uh, in the late 80s uh, as a quantitative analyst building complex computer models for valuing fixed income instruments. Then I became a portfolio manager for firms like Alliance Capital, ultimately became chief fixed income officer for a firm called Evergreen Investment Group. And then in 2002, I became chief investment officer for what is now Wells Fargo Advisors. And that was probably started the most productive part of my career where I and the team that I was fortunate enough to work with, we built a whole suite of global asset allocation tools that when uh, our employer relocated and, and asked us to relocate, we decided we would, we would leave the big mothership and start our own firm back in 2008. And is that how Riverfront Investment Group was born? That is exactly how we were born. We, uh, we started with absolutely spectacular market timing in the summer of 2008. <laughs> exactly. Uh, we had 16 people and $10,000 in annualized revenue. <laughs> and, uh, and three months after we started this little endeavor, the uh, financial markets of the world just decided to come unglued. And, you know, you probably couldn't have convinced me of it in October of 2008, but that actually proved to be one of the most blessed events of, of our whole career. Because what happened, we were coming out into the world with a new way of approaching investments, a new way of approaching global asset allocation, 
And the dislocations uh, that happened after the Lehman Brothers crisis got people really asking themselves, aren't they ready for something new? They were ready to try a fresh approach, and we were there with that fresh approach. So sometimes some of the greatest companies are started during recession and difficult times. Uh, you certainly started during what hopefully will be the worst recession in our business lifetime. So maybe that predicts great success and continued success for your firm, Riverfront Investment Group. What is it that is different, unique? Why do clients choose to work with you over others in your space? What's your secret sauce? Well, I think probably the most important thing and, and the vision that has guided us from the minute we started this firm and quite, quite frankly going back to the approach that we took at, at our former firm is we wanted to build a series of investment portfolios and investment processes that could break what we called the Peter Lynch or the Bill Miller syndrome. And what we mean by that is that those are two unbelievably great investors from history. They are both brilliant stock pickers and portfolio constructors. They amass long-term records of doing fantastic uh, investment work. And yet, in many instances, their average clients lost money. You say, how could that be? How could these people produce these incredible returns and yet their clients not actually achieve those returns? And the answer is, is that we as human beings tend to be wired for failure in investments. We tend to pile into a product right after it's had a long period of success, and then the minute it disappoints us, we tend to pile right back out. So when you, when you think about what that really means is, is it's a buy high, sell low investment strategy, and it's one of the reasons why investment results for the retail client has often been so poor. So we've built a series of portfolios and processes that are designed to help the client stay with the program, ride out the, the tough parts, and actually achieve the performance that we chalk up uh, because they stay with the program. And that requires us to do different things than the average investment firm. For example, we don't work with tens of thousands of financial advisors. We have almost $5 billion in assets under management, and the overwhelming majority comes from 200 uh, financial advisors. We are narrow and deep. These advisors have to come to Richmond for a series of long training sessions so that they really understand what we're doing, they have conviction in what we're doing, and they can convey that conviction to their clients. It sounds like a part of what you're helping your clients do is maybe take some of the emotion out of the investment strategy when you describe chasing a hot stock and then getting burned and dumping out that can be partly attributed i think to the emotion of investing is that a fair assessment or am i simplifying it too much michael no i don't think you're simplifying at all i think i think emotions that the two emotions that are the enemy to good investments are greed and fear greed is what makes us want to pile into things that are winning Fear is what causes clients to liquidate their portfolio holdings in February of 2009, even though at that moment in our portfolios, we were going to the highest equity weightings we've ever had in our careers and probably ever will have because hopefully we'll never see stocks that cheap again. You know, the, the key to investment success is to be able to overwhelm those, that, that fear and greed emotion-driven investing. 
But the problem with just purely being a buy low, sell high investor, it's so easy to say that, but buying low means you're overcoming fear, and selling high <laughs> means you're overcoming greed, and people don't like to do that. So we have to have other tools that help smooth out the ride and keep people in the game during the times when it's inevitably going to be volatile. Interesting. You know, it's it. you sort of describe how I think of smart money investors, people who are professionals at it by being uh, smart money investors do defy the trends. They buy when everybody else is selling and uh, they sell when everybody else is buying. Not as always as a rule, but they are able to keep their wits about them when others are kind of losing their head. That's exactly it. So, And one of the key things that we learned in, in we've now been doing this for 15, 20 years. You know, one of the things that we've learned is that you need to have a value discipline. You need to be somebody like a Bill, uh, like a Bill Miller or a Peter Lynch uh, or a Warren Buffett. But critically important, I think one of the things that has made Warren Buffett such a great investor is that he runs an insurance company. He's not, you know, it's not an investment fund in the traditional sense. What does that mean? Well, who fires their insurance company because they have a bad quarter? No one. And so I think that the ability of Warren Buffett to deliver great long-term value has been partly a function of the way that he does his, uh, or the wrapper for his investments. You don't have that same luxury if you are investing in a mutual fund or, as we do, in separate accounts. So you have to have other tools that you use to smooth the ride out. And I think that's the key element that we bring to the process. I'm speaking with Michael Jones. He is chairman and chief investment officer for Riverfront Investment Group. I'm going to take our first commercial break here on Critical Mass Coast to Coast radio show. When we come back, I wonder if you could think about over the break, Michael, and, and answer this or talk about this topic can you think of a time where you learned a very valuable business lesson, one that you carry with you today, but it came from an experience that at the time felt mildly uncomfortable to extremely painful? So out of a difficult experience, Michael Jones, I'm going to ask you to talk about a valuable business lesson that you've learned, and maybe you can share it with our audience of CEOs of middle market firms when we get back from this, these commercial breaks with our advertisers, ladies and gentlemen. talk about your family business you know that thing you put your whole life's blood sweat and tears into well what happens when you retire or try and pass that business on to your children at succession strategies we can help you find the answers we'll guide you through the unsettling process of protecting your family legacy and successfully passing your business on to the next generation safely and securely ensuring that it'll both survive and thrive for generations to come. So ask yourself just one question. Can I really afford to wait? Take the first step. Take our complimentary self-assessment at SuccessionStrategies.com or call us at 714-560-9022 to set up a free consultation at your convenience. That's Succession-Strategies.com. 
Today's businesses are embracing voice over IP telephones and unified communications desktop technologies to more effectively communicate and collaborate with their customers, suppliers, and colleagues. The Reliatel management software from Tone Software Corporation helps organizations of all sizes manage their communications technologies to ensure great voice quality and better levels of service and reliability throughout their business. Through Reliatel, you'll gain higher return on investment from VOIP and unified communications technologies while lowering the associated operational support and maintenance costs. Learn more. Visit www.tonesoft.com or call 800-833-8663 for information on Reliatel by Tone Software, the solution for quality business communications. Richard Franzi is a highly sought-after keynote speaker on topics of interest to CEOs of middle firms across North America. Richard's talks include Killing Cats Leads to Rats, a fascinating look at how unintended consequences of CEOs' decisions impact their firm's performance. Your Gray Matter Matters, which explores how a CEO's mindset can differentiate a middle market firm and define its culture. Richard delivers talks to a variety of audiences, ranging from executive team retreats to keynotes in front of hundreds of CEOs. To learn more about his talks, visit criticalmassforbusiness.com and select the contact page or call 949-887-4104. Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Coast to Coast Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi, and Michael Jones, Chairman and Chief Investment Officer with Riverfront Investment Group, is our guest for this segment. I'd like to thank and acknowledge our listeners who download our show as a podcast. You've downloaded over 14,000 shows during the last 30 days, and we here at the program appreciate your continued and growing support. If you'd like to listen to us live, you can listen to us on octalkradio.net, or our shows can be rebroadcast anytime as podcasts from iTunes, Stitcher.com, Spreaker.com, and many other business-oriented podcasting services. Uh, Michael, before I ask you to share your valuable business lesson that you learned, I wanted to ask a point of clarification on your business model. Is it my understanding that Riverfront Investment Group works through independent wealth advisors across the country to deliver the the services to the end client is that correct that is exactly right we we do not actually take any client money directly we always work through a financial intermediary like a financial advisor at major wirehouses and regional broker dealers or registered investment advisors uh, or consultants to pension plans and so forth and and you really hit upon the reason why we do that we feel like we do a great job of managing money but it's just as important to manage client expectations and emotions and we really want to partner with somebody who is really good at understanding what the clients trying to achieve how much risk they're willing to take in order to achieve it and manage those emotional responses as as markets unfold in the volatile way they inevitably do their their specialization in that allows them to do a better job and our specialization in managing the money allows us to do a better job 
Perfect. Thank you for clearing that up and setting uh, the record straight here on Critical Mass Coast to Coast Radio Show. Again, I want to thank Joe Carey, our business partner with Renaissance Executive Forums in the greater Richmond, Virginia area, for asking us to have you on the show and suggesting that you would make a great guest. I see you. You're often quoted in financial publications as well as on financial news networks, and we appreciate having you for a few minutes here on our program. Okay, now, Michael Jones. Do you have a valuable business lesson that you learned through what might have been a difficult experience? Sure. So I, I think we all learn in business school that founding a business, it's critical that you have core principles, core values that define who you are and the products that you're going to provide to the marketplace. But I think it's critically important that you define those principles and values the right way. And the reason why I say that is if you were to have talked to me 15 years ago, we were doing all, we had a lot of the same tools, a lot of the what we call price matters tools that identify overvalued markets and steer us away and identify undervalued markets and steer us towards them. And we were implementing those tools with great success. 1999 comes along and we believe our vision, our mission, our mantra is to buy high, buy low and sell high. That's all we're here to do. And we saw large cap growth stocks in the U.S. at 100% overvalued. And there were lots of asset classes like fixed income that offered much more long-term return potential. So we sold every single solitary large cap growth stock in our portfolio right around the summer of 2009. Fast forward three years, we're the best performing asset allocation manager in the industry. We've done a phenomenal job for our clients. There's just one problem. In the six months that it took us to be right on that call, we lost half of our clients. And the, the, the resounding message to us was, it's great to be right. It's even better to have your clients along for the ride. And what we realize is our mission is not to achieve a great track record by buying low and selling high. Our mission is to deliver a great investment experience for our client. And how do we have to modify our investment discipline and process to make sure we achieve the true vision and, and, and principles that we want to found our firm around? It, it was one of those wake-up calls that we had our eye on the wrong ball. Wow, I love asking that question uh, because many times, and today was certainly one of them, even though it's not recent, it sounds like it could have happened yesterday, that the lesson was just learned. And we do this show to share each other's experiences with our middle market CEOs and business owners around the country, and hopefully they can pick up something that they can adapt or adopt into their business. So thank you for sharing, Michael Jones, your experience. If Someone out there would like to learn more about Riverfront Investment Group. How do they find you online? Well, the first thing they can do is go to www.riverfrontig.com. That's riverfrontinvestmentgroup.com. And uh, they'll find an awful lot of information about our price matters discipline and how we do asset allocation and some of the momentum tools we, we use to kind of uh, hold ourselves back from catching a falling knife until it's hit the floor, hold ourselves back from selling a rocket ship until it started to return to Earth. You'll learn a lot about that. 
And then uh, if you really want to do business with us, then I would recommend you talk to your financial advisor at some of our partner firms like uh, Morgan Stanley or R.W. Baird or Raymond James or J. Montgomery Scott or Scott & Stringfellow or many, many, many firms uh, across the country. I see also on your site you have a pretty comprehensive video library, which it looks like that would be a great place for people to go and kind of get a sense for what the company is saying on a weekly basis then. That's exactly right. We, we believe that ultimately it's your money that we're managing, and you have a right to be as informed about the management of your portfolio as you want to be. So every week we do a very short publication. Here's what's going on in the market. Here's what we think about it. Here's what we're doing in your portfolio to capture the opportunities and manage the risks. And then we do that. We, we got overwhelming requests to do it not just in writing but also in video, and so we do that as well. That's excellent. Well, I really appreciated your time and being on the show. You've given us a lot of uh, background about yourself and the firm. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Again, thanks to Joe Carey for bringing your company into you to our attention. Nothing but continued success, and and I know that getting started during the toughest economic times is nothing but a good predictor of future success for Riverfront Investment Group. Thank you for your time, Michael. Well, thank you so much, Rick. It's been a pleasure. My pleasure's been mine. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, We're going to be taking another short commercial break here on Critical Mass Coast to Coast Radio Show. But don't go anywhere, because if you enjoyed that interview with Michael Jones, you're going to love our next interview as well. So stay tuned. We'll be right back after these commercial breaks with our second guest on Critical Mass Coast to Coast Radio Show. When it comes to pioneers in their respective industries, we all know the Apples, Starbucks, and Trader Joe's of the world. In the realm of recruiting, Decision Toolbox is the industry's best-kept secret. With 90% of their business from referrals and repeat customers, for over 20 years, Decision Toolbox's U.S.-based team of recruiters, sourcers, professional writers, quality personnel, and tech support has perfected a Six Sigma approach to talent management. No matter the size of the project, Decision Toolbox delivers incredible results. A cost per hire less than half of what contingency firms charge. With the winning candidate presented in an average of 14 days. All with a 12-month candidate warranty. With results like that, Decision Toolbox won't be a secret for long. Visit us at www.dtoolbox.com for more information. If you are an Orange County CEO or a business owner, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have had these questions, then Critical Mass for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions through the power of peer learning. These are groups of peers who are running businesses just like you. CEO Peer Groups provides a great sounding board to test fresh ideas and new concepts, review your strategic plans and tactical goals, and present issues and opportunities for a critical discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, and improved business results. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn about our CEO Peer Groups. CEO Peer Groups is a registered trademark of Critical Mass for Business. SNH Rubber is a manufacturing company in Fullerton, California. 
We specialize in custom molded, extruded, and stamped rubber parts. If your next job requires a rubber part, we would appreciate the opportunity to quote on it. We serve aerospace, automotive, and many other industries. We work with many types of rubber, including silicone, EPDM, neoprene, uninitrile, and viton. Our quality system is ISO and AS9100 approved. Over our 47 years in business, the SNH brand has become known for superior quality, quick turnaround, and competitive pricing. Please check out our website at www.shrubber.com or call 714-525-0277. Let SNH be your ceiling solution. Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Coast to Coast Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi, and our second guest is the head of the pack. He is the owner of the of Holiday Barn. It's Michael. His name is Michael Hughes, and we'll be with him in just a minute. But I first want to let you know that our audience demographic is 98% business owners and executives who listen to learn from the experiences of our guests. If your firm is interested in reaching these top decision makers, then advertising on our radio show may be the answer. Each month, our sponsors gain valuable exposure through their support of our show. Our exclusive prospect engagement program delivers up to 23 warm prospects to you each year. And to learn more, contact Rose Chamora, 951-515-4661. Her number again is 951-515-4661. And ask her about our exclusive prospect engagement program. All right, as I said, I have the head of the pack here on Critical Mass Coast to Coast Radio Show. And for those of you that are pet lovers and who isn't a pet lover, I think you're going to enjoy my conversation with Michael Hughes. Michael, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. I call you the head of the pack because I see that's how you brand yourself on your website, and that's what Joe Carey from Renaissance Executive Forums told me about you. So tell me a little bit about Holiday Barn Pet Resorts. Absolutely. It's our family's business, and it's pretty exciting. We're in our 42nd year, so I've had the opportunity to grow up in it. We also had another business um, that operated for 12 and a half years, and that was an invisible fence dealership. So we, we still had the behavioral piece in there, and uh, that was a great experience, but it, it let me learn lots about uh, commitment to customers, uh, good business structure, and how to educate, educate and develop a staff. Tell our audience about the services and your locations for Holiday Barn Pet Resorts, Michael. Sure. We, we operate two facilities in the Richmond area, and um, it's, it's been a neat involvement. When you um, go back 40 years ago, pets had a very different role in our lives. You know, they were more utilitarian. Uh, they were used to outdoor lifestyles, maybe in a kennel in the backyard or in a backyard. They would free roam. Um, and so when people vacationed, the, um, the change from that type of environment to what they expected for kenneling their pet, it, it was about the same. But the pets have evolved in our lifestyles. And do, do you have a dog or a cat? Uh, yes, to both. I have two dogs okay. and two cats. And where does your dog sleep? In the house. In the house. So that's that's the neat part about it. And so we've evolved over these years to how the pet um, 
plays that important part in the family. And we've been able to evolve through our facilities um, how pets uh, stay with us, what they get to do, and to better match those things. You know, pets now have a very active lifestyle with us. They go to malls, they go to restaurants, uh, they go to special events, and so the expectation is very different. So we're not just about housing animals when um, people go away, but we are continuing the lifestyle. So as far as lodging is concerned, we now uh, offer three different tiers to our spaces that dogs stay in. We still have the traditional kennel space, which gives the dogs their own eating and sleeping enclosure, and then they have access to their own exercise area where they can stretch their legs and go to the bathroom. Uh, We have a a mid-level offer, which we call the cottages, which is a much bigger room or space for them. It's still a little bit open air, but those dogs uh, we take out for potty breaks or walks uh, five to six times a a day, which recreates that, that home experience or what's happening there. And then we do have the suites, which are an actual bedroom for the dog, large space with a doggy four-poster bed. Uh, Customers can bring their own bedding. Uh, We have TVs in there, Um, and they also go out for the the personal walks as well. Um, And and that environment really, sometimes it sounds silly, and when we talk about it to the owners, they would say they would rather stay there than have the pets stay there. But if you think about the transfer of home to that environment, it makes it much easier for the pet. Um, And we don't want to forget about our feline guests. Uh, We have dedicated spaces just for cats with uh, almost floor-to-ceiling condos that have multiple tiers, fish tanks, uh, different size windows that give them outside views, and uh, little private bathroom areas. And we even have a a catio, which is an outdoor cat place to play you know I, i'm going to hazard a guess and i may be incorrect but when i hear the three tiers of, of, of uh, accommodations that you have for dogs for dog boarding i would suggest that the luxury suites are probably as popular as either the cozy cottages or your deluxe doggy lodging it for me i am i am always impressed by how many people especially for their pets, will default to the the best option available to them. I don't know if that's your experience in, in, your, in your offering or if that's just something that I have a perception on, Michael. It is. It is. Um, you know, there's, there are some things that we want to think about with our customers um, as they approach us. We're, we're bringing two worlds together. We're, we're bringing how a pet owner manages and lives with their pet in their home and then into our type of environment, which you still you have to have the safety component. We have to be able to drive the health uh, piece. You know, there's security. There's all those types of things. So we actually have a question process um, that we go through with each customer to really get a better picture of their life with their pet and then best match it to what we're doing. So, yes, the suites are a, a great option, but they aren't necessarily the best option for every dog. So that's where our lifestyle packages or lifestyle offers come into play. And so we 
about 12 years ago now, we went off into the doggy daycare world, which is an incredible service. That's something that in our industry is still pretty new, and people are learning a lot about it. It evolved out of trainers getting the request to help uh, have owners, uh, pets, be able to get along better. And then they saw an opportunity to extend that program. We've grown that part of our business very organically. Um, it's it's something that you have to be very careful with, and we're still very conservative in that. But it's one of those things that when dogs come and stay with us, it's just like going to the resort. Um, you know, you, you're not spending all your time in your room. You are going sailing, or you're going to the spa, or you're getting a massage, or whatever. And that's really what we've been able to create here. So if um, you know, dogs meet our criteria, and it's something that the customer does want them to do. They can go and do doggy daycare, and that's also a freestanding business offer for us. Or they can do individual play times, which is where you know they're engaging whatever activity they like to on their own, chasing a ball, a frisbee, or just laying there and getting hugged and patted and enjoying the sunshine. I'm talking with Michael Hughes. He is the owner of Holiday Barn. Pet resorts. We're talking about one of the things that fascinates me, kind of the a teachable moment here so far in the program from you, is you're a long-standing institution, a family-owned and run business, and you've you've had to continue to stay relevant with your service offering to the changing and evolving market of your clients. It's not the same business that it was when it was started, is it, Michael? No, sir, it's not, which, which and, is neat to really watch. And uh, my dad is, is still involved, um, and it's, it's, I know he gets a lot of enjoyment in seeing where we've gone and, and what we're taking and doing with this. How regulated is your industry in your state and county? It's not at all. Um, you know, the county has requirements as far as health requirements, so rabies inoculations and um, those types of things. Um, I, I would assume if you're running a bad organization, the, the, the county uh, animal control would be involved and come in and investigate and, and those types of things. But it's, that's just going to be in extreme cases. You know, it's, we're fortunate in that uh, it's a very thriving uh, or learning industry and everybody wants it to be better and better and better so that keeps us ahead of the curveball you know that's one of the things that i always thought of think about is ultimately where are we going to go and then who will provide that kind of regulation or parameters with which we'll operate um and then more importantly how can uh, how can i be involved a little bit on the business side um, is there a seasonality to your business? Yes, sir. To the boarding component, there is, and that was a big challenge. My parents started this business not so much as a hobby, but really as ancillary income. They were both educators, and they saw this as an opportunity to uh, have income plus something they really loved to, to be a part of, pets. Uh, in the summertime and on the weekends, and um, it gained really good momentum, and they left the education world and focused just on this business. So it's that, that part of it's been a, a, a neat thing to see. As far as 
licensing or insurance? Are there special considerations? I mean, you have a lot of um, pets, but they're also animals. Uh, how does how does that work for you relative to the insurance that you have to carry, or what type of protection do you have to have given your business model? Um, all of the same things that anybody else would, pretty much. You know, we have we have workman's comp, we have uh, property and casualty, we have all those things. But the good thing is, we do have some. Um, the The majority of the policies are written for veterinarians or uh, shelters and things like that, and it's a and it's a different relationship because of the liability. We only take care of healthy, happy pets. So we don't have the extreme risk components, um, but it is something that you know we we do we are insured uh, to way we need to be. But um, the insurance company that we use was able to write in some of the criteria that better fits our industry and not specifically for uh, the veterinarian community or a shelter community. Thank you. I'm. I'm going to take our next break here on Critical Mass Coast to Coast Radio Show. We're going to continue with our conversation after these words from our valued sponsors. There's something positive about the word up. When things are looking good, they're looking up. When someone's down, you cheer them up. So how do you move up? Well, when it comes to getting your bachelor's or master's degree, there's one university that stacks up. Brandman University. Brandman is ranked by U.S. News and World Report as one of the nation's top ten universities for online bachelor's programs. Brandman's online graduate programs in business and education also receive top honors. So look us up at brandman.edu. Brandman University. Move up. Smart Business Network is a business-to-business multimedia company providing insight, advice, and strategy for C-level executives of fast growth, middle market, and large companies. As one of the nation's largest publishers of local management journals, under the Smart Business name, Smart Business Network publishes 19 regional print editions, presents dozens of large and small-scale business conferences and award programs, and produces a vibrant interactive digital media presence. For more information, visit us at www.sbnonline.com. UPS Protection has been protecting systems in the U.S. against brownouts, blackouts, and poor quality power for over 25 years. We provide power protection systems, including UPS, lighting inverters, generators, and service for clients from coast to coast. We specialize in solving all your power needs. As a direct reseller of the best brands in the industry, including Liebert, Powerware, and APC, we can solve all your power protection needs. Protecting your power is our main goal. We offer on-site or depot repair of our critical equipment. To better serve your budget constraints, UPS Protection also offers both reconditioned and new products. Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Coast to Coast Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi, and Michael Hughes, owner of Holiday, Holiday Barn Pet Resorts, is our guest here. And I'd like to thank Joe Carey of Renaissance Executive Forums for bringing Michael to our attention. I'd also like to thank and acknowledge our listeners who download our radio show as a podcast. You've downloaded over 14,000 shows during the last 30 days. And we here at the program appreciate your continued and growing support 
All of our shows can be heard live on Internet radio station octalkradio.net or rebroadcast anytime as a podcast from iTunes, Stitcher.com, Spreaker.com, and various other business-oriented podcasting services. All right, Michael, I wanted to ask you, how important is social media in how you are branding and marketing Holiday Barn? It's a great way to provide that very personal interaction uh, of our customers with what we're doing, um, either on a day-to-day basis or for our community, um, and uh, just to validate that uh, the the energy and, and what they're seeing on the surface is actually happening. We, we took a very organic approach to social media and um, – really just using as that interactive reinforcement piece um, in our business. Yeah, I, 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 I'm interested that in you saying that. I, I know that you have links to some of your social media platforms. Uh, you know, people and pets, people and pets and pictures. It just, Facebook to me would seem like of all the social media options that you have, that that would be a very friendly way to uh, engage a community around the services that you offer by virtue of the pictures that you could post and the stories that you could tell. Yes, sir. And, it, and again, it's also a wonderful, wonderful community piece um, you know, for us to get some support for, you know, pet adoptions or um, awareness that one of the humane organizations is going to be having an event or something like that. We can we can link our engaged customers to that and create a little bit more momentum. What about the social media rating services that would be out, that would be commenting on your firm and your brand? H- have you have you had much experience or exposure through the different online tools that customers could use to provide self ratings for your business, etc.? I don't. I don't. I'll, I'll be honest with you. That's not. We've um, we've done a lot of learning and and finding out about. Um, SEO and pay-per-click, and that's really where I've been focusing my attention. And then also we're uh, we're getting ready to build a whole new site, so <laughs> I've been more nuts and bolts recently. No problem. Um, the reason why I ask is it was um, in one of my CEO peer groups that I lead here in Southern California, we had a branding expert in, and he was talking about just returning from an international conference and many of the presentations were talking about your online presence and he was uh, he was quoting that uh, the presenters were basically in unison saying that much of the buying decision that consumers are now making are predetermined before they ever contact your brand in person and he said the range that he had gotten from the different speakers were as low as 60% and as high as 90% of the decision had been made by the potential, by the prospect before they ever engaged your firm. And now he's a B two B branding expert, not a B two C branding expert. And I think the numbers that he was talking about were probably B to C on the high end, and maybe B to B on the low end. But it's just interesting to me how much more empowered prospects are by virtue of the internet to self-select the the, the companies that they might want to do business with from doing online research. It's it, it, it's been really neat, and I and I really like the algorithms, the metrics, and everything that Google uses. Um, the fact that they're actually evaluating whether a business should get good good positioning based upon their 
relevance and the fact that they're they're resourceful, I think are great things, and it certainly makes sense to spill over to social media just as you've talked about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you must have a – this is my assumption because most businesses have this. You have a core core committed group of repeat customers, and the challenge for many – middle market and smaller businesses is to grow that core customer base to a slightly larger group so that you don't have to expend as much marketing dollars, but you can grow your business. Is that a fair appraisal of the business situation that you're facing with your firm? Well, the, the challenge that we face is handling peaks and then how to fill the valleys. And that, and that makes it an interesting challenge because uh, we can only fill up to a certain point. Um, and then what we hope to create through our marketing is that longevity through travel. But our day camp and our training services have really leveled that that um, out and have helped us. But certainly to engage customers that enjoy more of our services, want more of those lifestyle thing, things that we can do, is a great thing for us to have. Yeah, that's, you, you know, until you said that, I kind of hadn't even gone there mentally, but you took me to a place that you have a perishable commodity, right? You have a room. You're like a hotel. You are a hotel. and Yes, sir. You're a resort, actually. And w- once that day has passed, if that room hasn't been rented, you can't get that revenue back. Correct. That's right. And, and yeah. that's the real challenge with, you know, up until 10 years ago, it was, you know, a four-month Four months out of the year was our was our cycle, um, but by adding the other services, now we have customer engagement 365 days a year. Right, and if you get them coming for other services, you can sell them your higher valued services, or if they're buying your high valued services, you can sell them your ancillary services. And I love the way you said it. That smooths out your income, doesn't it? That smooths out the revenue a little bit. It's not just project, you know, time and renting of a room. There's other things that you can do for them. Well, it, it, it strengthens us as an employer. It, it creates opportunities where we can push our business out and explore new services. Um, we love to innovate, and if we can add sustainable, well-meaning services, we, we try to figure out how to do those things. All right, Michael Hughes, owner of Pet Barn Pet Resorts, Holiday Barn Pet Resorts. Final question for you here on Critical Mass Coast to Coast Radio Show. What's the future hold for your family business? Where do you see uh, this generation taking your business? Well, we've we've got a lot of clarity around a brand with through a strategic process, and the immediate is um, with, as I said, two facilities. We are going to completely relocate. Uh, south of the river facility. So over this next year, we'll be recreating another 34,000 square foot multiple uh, campus-style facility. Uh, So the challenge for me over the next two years, maybe 30 months, is completing that project, getting us to capacity at that site, and then um, helping my PAC that uh, runs that particular facility get it and keep it at the level that we expect. We've got our plan out through 2018 with some other growth initiatives for just the Richmond community and um, excited about 
trying to do those things. For the generation, it's really uh, how can we be a part of the educational process of the pet community, and then we benefit and they benefit equally so that um, the level of care in our community elevates and um, and then as an end result, our business is hand in step with that. If someone wants to learn more about your business, how do they find you online? We're at www.holidaybarn.com. Michael Hughes, it's been fun. Thank you for being a friend of the Critical Mass radio show program. I've enjoyed learning about your business, your family business and continued success and growth in the future. Thank you. Thank you for having me. That's our pleasure. You know, the, show, the goal for the show is to help you, our listening audience of CEOs and business owners running small and middle market firms, to improve your decision-making skills. And I hope from both of our interviews today you've got a better sense for how other business leaders are building their businesses, and hopefully you can use some of that information in your business planning. I'd also like to thank our business partners and Joe Carey in particular in Richmond, Virginia, who are part of Renaissance Executive Forums for bringing both of our guests to me today. Renaissance Executive Forums is an international organization committed to helping members take their businesses to the next level. If you'd like to learn more about Renaissance Executive Forums, then visit their website, executiveforums.com. This show is brought to you by our advertisers, Brandman University, Decision Toolbox, MBN Design, Smart Business Magazine, SNH Rubber, Succession Strategies, Tone Software, and UPS Protection. The engineer for today's show is Paul Roberts. Crystal Nunley is our producer. Our guest coordinator is Kathleen Shepard. Our marketing strategist and live event manager is Asia Celestino. Melissa Padani does our social media. VP of Sales is none other than Rose Chamora, and I am your host, Rick Franzi. If you'd like to learn more about Critical Mass for Business, or you'd like to refer a future guest or possibly advertise on the radio show, visit criticalmass4forbusiness.com. Until our next show, I hope all your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You've been listening to Critical Mass Coast to Coast Radio Show, business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi.